I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am your host, Amy Ravel. And I'm your other host, Kesti Ferruccio. We are so excited. 2021 is here. This is the first episode we've actually recorded this year, even though we've dropped a few episodes um, because we pre-recorded back in 2020 when we could. So welcome to Kirst, the new year. Yeah, thank you. It is your year to welcome me into. (laughs) (laughs) I am thy host of 2021. You are. Can you please make it better than 2020? Oh, look. 2020 was an oversight on my behalf. (laughs) (laughs) This year will be awesome. In fact, I got a text message the other day from my Pilates instructor that said 2020 uh, 2020 was a write-off, but here's to a good 2022. And I was like, is she just going to like bury her head 2021, just not even pretend it's not even there, (laughs) rather than it being a typo, which it probably was. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So today we are talking about minimalism, which is something that we have been into for well before 2020. (laughs) And um, I have probably been into minimalism and practicing minimalism to a degree, which you'll hear more of soon, but probably since like 2010. How Mm -hmm. about you? I think mine was probably 20, uh, what year are we in now? Mine's been about 12 years. So what does 12 years make it? 2008 is when I started. So, yeah, that makes sense, when Elijah was born. And I realised, holy moly, there's a lot of stuff for two babies. (laughs) I don't need all this. Mm. So how did you learn about minimalism, Kirst? What was kind of your journey into it? So we'll tell you our stories. We'll also talk about what minimalism is, um, and see where we go from there. Yeah, let's have a conversation. <laughs> we should. 
Yeah. So funnily enough, we just had Courtney Carver on our podcast last week and she was actually one of like my introductions to minimalism. So when I, I I can't quite remember if it was before Emily was born or as she was a newborn and I'm pretty sure it was before she was born. I think it was when I actually had a little bit of time when Oliver was asleep and when Twitter was a thing. For me, Twitter. Yeah, I was right into Twitter. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Um, and I would follow people on Twitter and they'd all be, you know, loads of people would be talking about each other, like, and tagging each other as you do in Twitter and linking to each other's blogs and, you know, when blogs were a thing as well. Um, and so I was reading all these blogs. I was reading, like, loads of people I like it's such a long time ago that I'm struggling to remember who was in that um, you did Leo Baboa is that he says his name yeah I don't yeah you into habits. him yeah, yeah you were into um Courtney Carver you were I think you were into um Joshua Becker quite early I feel yes. like you were one of his early adopters yes yeah and then like McCallery, you were into McCallery, really yeah, slow your home when she came out. And that's what like when we were talking to Courtney, I was like, Oh, I must have been one of your earlier followers as well, because I do remember reading very early on in her blog journey. Um, and so just a whole host of people. There's some um Tish Oxenrider um as well. So there's a whole like there was a whole movement of people. Mm you know, 10 years ago um, and more who were into just this new wave of minimalism. And so I was following a whole stack of them, like minimalist mom. There's a whole lot of people that, as I said, it was a long time ago and I have since found less time to be reading blogs and following um, people's journeys closely um but yeah they they started me off and kicked me off in this concept of minimalism and made me really think about um do we need how big a space do we need how much possessions do we need what type of lifestyle do I want to be um ushering in for my children how do I want them to be showing up in the world how do I want to be showing up as a mum especially like in those very young years when I Mm. like as I said when I had time to read blogs and I was like super keen on being that aspirational (laughs) mum of like I want to be how long did that last Kirst it took a couple of years for me to realize that I'm like who it's taken me a long time to figure out who I am like it's that's part of the maturing process, isn't it? Is, um, yeah, figuring out who we are as young adults and then moving into marriage and then who we are as parents and who we want to be. And like, you know, I'm still, I'm always growing and evolving. I'm now trying to figure out who I am. Like I know who I, I've got a much better sense of who I am now but I'm still evolving and changing. Like, how, how do I want to show up for my twin kids? How do I want to show up for my teenagers? What do I want their life? What do I want life to look like for them? How do I guide them and and steer them into being wonderful adults that I know they have the capacity to be? And how do I encourage my husband? How do I encourage 
you? How do I encourage our, our staff members? How do I encourage people around me to be the best versions of themselves? And for me personally, minimalism has um, definitely driven that, um, driven, driven that a lot and driven the direction, clearly driven the direction that my life has taken. Um, A career particularly. Yes. Um, But, yeah, really, um, yeah, just that self-development is has been really, yeah, it it probably really started me on this whole self-development journey that I've been on. Mm. Tell me more about yours though, Amy. Yeah, I so I think it was about 12 years ago for us And I started off with a few different people that I followed. I was following the minimalists in their fairly early days. Um, And Peter Walsh was a really big influence for me around minimalism, even though I don't know back in the time he would have used the word minimalism very much. It was a lot about the stuff and saying it's not about your stuff and here's what decluttering brings you and it brings you freedom and all those type of things. So for me, I think I really started off with minimalism looking like reducing things. So I would estimate we've gotten rid of about 70% of everything that we own over the last 12 years. And predominantly a lot of that was done probably in the first six or seven years. I would struggle now to kind of fill two garbage bags of things to donate just because we are minimalists, we identify as minimalists, and I know you do as well, Kirst, and we just don't have a lot of stuff and we certainly don't have much stuff that doesn't get used on a regular basis. So my journey came in through a lot of book reading. So I I just found blogs difficult to read back in the day, even though I was a blogger and I used to get paid to write blogs for mummy blogs. I found, I found reading on a screen quite difficult. So I was much more of a book person. So I think I just read every book I could get my hands on, mostly through the library because I was also in the, you know, discovering minimalism and didn't want to buy every book mm. and then have every book. <laughs> so it was part of that process. And I just love the freedom of like time and stress that we get from not having many possessions. So let's talk about what minimalism is actually. I think that's probably a good point for it is minimalism, I think at times has been looked upon as you move to an off-grid location in the bush, you live in a very small home, you have a couple of dogs and you live in this caravan slash tiny home slash container house off the grid and you don't have any stuff. And you have one spoon, one fork, one knife, one Yeah, plate. yeah. And you don't have to work because you're self-sufficient and that's kind of what you do. And that is not the version of minimalism that appealed to me. The version of minimalism that appealed to me was the life that we wanted, which is a suburban family, two kids, active kids, Um, Cal and I both work from home so we have what we need and no more is kind of the type of minimalism that appealed to me is like the suburban minimalism so I also am not attracted by the um, the nth degree minimalism of suburbanism which is white walls white floors white this no no decoration no indoor plants nothing out of place I really like that home that is functional. It still feels warm. I love having art on my walls. So minimalism looks like a bajillion different things for a bajillion different people. Yeah. And so I think when I think of minimalism, I think of having things that 
you love and you use and not an abundance of them. So, and there's no right or wrong way, in my opinion, and I know I'm speaking for you as well, in our opinion, to do minimalism. It's about, and our heart for this podcast, our heart for our clients, our heart for ourselves and each other um, and our families has always been about living with intention. Mm. And so being intentional about what comes into your home and what you let go of from your home and knowing that, as I've said, like our families are growing and changing all the time and we are changing as people. So, you know, a piece of artwork that we loved 10 years ago, we may not love anymore and that is fine. That's being intentional Mm. and being thoughtful about who it is that we are in this moment and being able to let go of not only who we used to be but also who we aspire to be <laughs> like and just being trying to be present in who it is that we're called to be right now um and that's very challenging for me because i am future orientated <laughs> so um it is you know even last night like I was looking or the other night I was looking at homes to buy and so I was like what are you doing and I was like look at this house in Noosa isn't it amazing and he's like why are you doing that (laughs) so this just being very transparent with you all that I struggle with my desire for more and my desire for the next thing and my desire for future. My orientation is definitely in the future. And so I do struggle with being present. I want to um, read out a definition of minimalism that actually the minimalists, so Joshua Field Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, um, who I've met, by the way, just got to throw that in, mm-hmm. um, have given. But I thought when you were just talking about the the bigger, better, more it reminded me, so today I was packing up DVDs with a client who's about to move house and I saw a DVD in there that actually kind of triggered this story in me and I thought, oh, I wonder if we've shared this on the podcast or not. But the movie is Robots with Ewan McGregor and in the movie, like so all the, it's an animated movie and all the characters are robots and the baddies try and trick everybody into wanting upgrades on their robot parts, like like kind of spare parts. So kind of the old school, like what our parents would do, is you go to the store, you buy a secondhand arm or leg or hat or dress or whatever the robots needed, and then they would wear that secondhand part. But then these, I don't know if they were, would it be right to say like these capitalist baddies <laughs> were coming along saying, oh, you don't want the secondhand ones. Oh, you don't want like a an arm that somebody else has worn. You need a brand new arm. And so they were very much about, so their mantra actually was upgrades, people, upgrades. And so Cal and I often like muck around when we're, we have something and then we're tempted to buy the bigger, better one. We, our little rain it back in baby is upgrades people upgrades but it's really familiar isn't it like we as a society have a tv but we desire the bigger better we have a house we desire the bigger better we have a car we desire the bigger better and minimalism is not pursuing the bigger better but about being happy with what you've got but also being intentional with what you purchase 
I think. Hmm. That's our that's our take on it. That's our yeah. So let me read out this description that the minimalists give. They say minimalism is a tool that can assist you in finding freedom. This is cool. I'd actually forgotten this was all about freedom, which is our keyword. <laughs> freedom from fear, freedom from worry, freedom from overwhelm, freedom from guilt, freedom from depression, freedom from the trappings of the consumer culture that we've built our lives around, real freedom. Minimalism is a lifestyle that helps people question what things add value to their lives. By clearing the clutter from life's path, we can all make room for the most important aspects of life, health, relationships, passion, growth, and contribution. It's a great description of minimalism. I know, and I've got a really good ta- good excerpt from Brooke McCallery's book, Slow, as well, that I Awesome, go loved. for it. Like, as I've said, I think her book, Slow, should just be the byline should also be or the the author should also be Kirsty Fruit because because you put in all the work um, or because no <laughs> because she and I think so similarly that like yeah. I go well I don't need to write a book just read slow to hear my mm-hmm. thoughts on this whole take which is brilliant isn't it yes um and so when I read her book I was literally like Yes, 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 this is all the things that I think. (laughs) So here's a bit from her book that I love on this concept of minimalism. Um, So at its core, minimalism is about stripping out excess stuff in our lives in order to make room for the things that matter. But it is so often becomes twisted around the competitive idea of how much should we own, how many items can we live with, how bare the walls are, how tidy the home, how tightly edited the capsule wardrobe. All of these things can be part of a slow, simple life, but Brooke finds many people get overwhelmed at the idea of doing minimalism right that we essentially swap out the old Joneses for the new minimalist Joneses. Mm. Decluttering is more about approaching our home and the things we choose to keep in it with intention. Yes, book. This is why I was saying yes, yes, yes. yes. It's about choosing actively what things to hold on to, what things to let go of, and what things are meaningful to us. There is no right or wrong, like I said, but we do have a choice. By giving ourselves physical space, we're providing buffer and margin and room to breathe. Less stuff means less maintenance, less dusting, less tidying, fewer decisions and less stress. Removing the excess means more space, more time, more opportunities for things that fill us up. And that is what we are always talking about, like that decluttering gives us freedom from but also freedom to so Mm -hmm. freedom from all this stuff that's weighing us down and freedom to pursue the things that we our hearts actually desire which is I know hard to say for me is not actually living in Noosa (laughs) although it is (laughs) one day yes and that's where it and that's where it is um for us, like going, well, what is our vision for our life? Like, and does that actually line up with living in Noosa? If it does, then let's work towards that. But if it doesn't, stop looking on domain.com.au, Kirsty. 
<laughs> why don't you and I, because we would love to have a holiday house in Noosa. Why don't we just go 50-50 in a house? You guys can have it in all the summer months and we'll have it in all the winter months and we'll just go 50-50 in our house. Cool. The house that I found was 3.5 million. Oh. Is that cool with you? You you happy for 50-50? Like the bathroom floor? No, you just said 50-50. <laughs> Everybody heard you say 50-50. So. Yes, if you can come up with 50-50, I'll come up with the other 50-50. <laughs> what do you mean? We're multimillionaires, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> can I just give one more description of minimalism that um, is not about stuff at all, but it's and it's a description I wrote so yeah. fair warning that I think it's great because I wrote it but I would love to know what you think of it Kirsten, and maybe if others might disagree mm. but um, my description is mindfulness and gratitude are two of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves and our families minimalism at its core is a move towards these two values so minimalism at its core is a move towards mindfulness and gratitude I 100% agree awesome. and just like Brooke me claiming Brooke's you could book, have, I'm claiming You could have book. written that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Guess <laughs> what? Tell me about what minimalism looks like in your decision-making. So if you're out at the shops and the kids say, oh, I want that, or you see something that perks your interest, does minimalism come into play in your decision-making? Does minimalism come into play with what you choose to bring into your house or do you then take things out of your house? Like what does it practically look like? It practically looks like both. So, um, yes, um, when we're at, for instance, like today we were out of the shops to get my son a haircut, but we had to wait an hour and a half to get into the barber that he really <gasps> wanted to go to. So then we went and looked around the shops because, yes. Um, and so we went into um, a toy store um, which has games and like whole everything. And my daughter was like, Mom, I really, really want this notebook. And I was like, uh, why? 
you've got 50 million of them at home why do you need that one and so it is stopping and questioning and getting her to question um why it is that she wants that um and not just saying sure here's 15 dollars. get this notebook like and it, it, yeah and so yes it is stopping and being intentional at the point of purchase um and that can often for me personally that can often look like walking away from a sale um mm-hmm. and and also for me personally this is this is in no way judgment on anybody else this is what i have learned to do for my own mental health <laughs> and wallet is to not go window shopping and when and by that i mean online shopping like i i try to unsubscribe from everything and when i notice that i haven't unsubscribed and i notice and it's it's paying attention it's noticing that when an email comes in from witchery i look and i go oh that's nice that's nice that's nice oh oh going what are you doing you've got enough dresses what are you doing you've got enough pants and so it's about being mindful like exactly what you you just said it's about being mindful about my habits and about what it is that I am allowing to even come into my home even through my thoughts and into through my phone not just like physically coming into my home um but it is and it's about being grateful like going well actually I why am I needing that like why am I looking am I bored am I hungry am I angry am I why am I looking at clothes online like Mm. why what's driving me to look and then going well actually I have got plenty I am grateful for what I already have um and then being very intentional like going well actually I do need something you know the kids needed new shoes for school yeah so let's be intentional about that and let's not be sucked into buying the get the second pair half price or get the third pair Mm. half price going actually no we only need we only need one pair of shoes for both of them so that's all that we're buying um but to answer to but I said it's both as well so I also um things do wear out or there is a new fashion that I you know if it's clothes then um I do come home and go okay what can I did buy a jacket for instance what jacket can be let go of or 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 does it even need to be let go of because I bought this jacket because there was something missing in my wardrobe like I bought this for a particular purpose so it doesn't all I don't always have to let go of something if it was filling a a, a void (laughs) if it was filling a hole um but it is but that's being intentional like being intentional about what it is that I choose to purchase Mm. what about you my friend oh so many things I'm just nodding along I love that on this topic like we often say like we're so different blah, blah, blah. but then I love the topics and the things we discuss where we're like oh I could just same. have said everything you yeah. said because <laughs> it's not that many I know right like everybody the sky is not falling we have agreed on something <laughs> we agree like everything you just said I was like yep we do that yep I like that yep my values yeah <laughs> which is so good um I have learned to find greater joy from minimalism than I have from the sparkle of something new 
And I think that's taken a long time. And the reason that I find it is because the overwhelming benefits of not filling my house with stuff that I don't need is that I have more time, my house is more welcoming, and I have more money. And those things give me more joy than a new armchair that I didn't need that I'm trying to get rid of an old armchair just to justify the new one coming in. And so sometimes when, so I've got a particular friend whose house is just beautiful and she styles it amazingly without going to all the big stores and spending lots of money. Like she just finds pieces and brings them in. And every time I go there, I'm like, oh, I want to go home and redecorate my house. But then I get home and I'm like, I'm actually really content and grateful with what we have. And so I think the change has been when I go to her house, instead of thinking, and this is what Brooke said, I mean, Kirsty, not Brooke, <laughs> Kirsty said, um, that you start to compare yourself to the new Joneses, yes. where it's like, well, she's not spending a whole lot of money and their house is beautiful, but that's not what we need right now. And I find, like, I am quite financially motivated. So it's easy for me to think, well, I could buy that new dress or I could invest that money or give that money away, or spend it on something different. So that is a big factor for me. Like the finances is something that plays a part. Whereas for Cal, he doesn't care less about the finances of it. Could not care less. <laughs> and so you also need to find like what's going to motivate you towards minimalism if that's something you want. Um, but the joy of minimalism is like so. Here's here's an interesting one that I think, Kess, we will discuss in much greater detail. We've just been waiting to find the right person for it. But finances, hmm. I don't have any interest in owning an investment property because I feel like that is a whole lot of headspace and maintenance and agents and all those type of things. Whereas I'm much more inclined to invest in the share market because I feel like it's a minimalist choice for me. Because I, I don't want to have all the additional things to think about and the stress and the moving parts. Like just give me the simple option and I'll take that. Now, it doesn't mean I'm necessarily making the best financial choice. That's up for debate and not for right now. But I'm making even those type of choices based on my values of minimalism. And that, I love that you brought that up because I was just thinking that... Values is such a strong component of this. And like you said it when you were like, oh my gosh, we agree because we both have the same values in this regard. Um, and it's funny because I like I that's just that one word that stood out to me and just kept repeating in my head, it's about values, it's about values. And so you can totally disregard this episode if your values don't align with us in this regard because they don't have to we are not no. preaching to you that you need to have the same values in any way shape or form <laughs> we would we we're telling you why we think there we we think that what the benefits are to yeah there's benefits yes, too yes. but you can also come at minimalism um, through other values like you just said, Amy, it could be because you actually really highly value money and therefore you want to save yourself as much money as possible and therefore minimalism works towards that value of saving money. 
because you do only have one spoon, one fork, one plate, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, And, you know, freedom is obviously a really big thing for Amy and that's one of our family core values as well Mm. is freedom. And so we think that minimalism aligns with that value of freedom very well because we are free, we are more free, we are free from our hold that possessions have over us and we're free to do the things that we would like to do with our time and with our money and with our space because we have more of all of them. But here's what's really interesting, Kirst. I'm just picking up on what you said about the people that choose have one spoon, one fork or whatever their version of minimalism is, is if you don't get it right for your lifestyle, it no longer provides freedom. So in our family, if we only had four forks, plates, bowls, all those type of things, we lose freedom because part of the freedom that we love of minimalism is the pop-in or the stay for dinner or the hospitality. And so if we went too far into minimalism and it no longer aligned with our values, we lose the benefit of it. Well, And that's exactly where I was heading to with the values is that we we bang on about this all the time is figuring out what does your vision is for your life and designing your life around that vision but that vision always has to align with your values because you will not stick with the vision if it rubs up against your values just like amy said her one of their core values is hospitality and if their vision for their life is to have a home that only has four things in it, it rubs up against their value of hospitality. So your vision has to align with your values and therefore you have to question whether or not minimalism in its very, very many, many forms aligns with your values. Um, and we can see that minim- you can take minimalism in so many different ways that you could align it with so many different values. Mm-hmm. And so we would kind of argue that it does fit with many, many values. Um, yeah. But again, it comes back to values. Like what what are your values? What do you value in life? How do you as a family or as, you know, even as a our person how do you design your life around your values um, because that's that's a heart for you and and that flows back into our vision for the art of decluttering is to be intentional and equipping people to be intentional and that's we see minimalism um, as equipping people to be intentional <laughs> And do you remember when we ran our last live round of the Head, Heart and Home course, we we have a module where we talk about minimalism and then we were having discussion on the Sunday Night Live and there, were, there was kind of a debate of like what is minimalism and what is maximalism mm. is what we were calling it. And then like throughout the group discussion, we all ended up saying actually it's intentionalism that we're all aiming for. It's not a quantity it's actually being really intentional, which is exactly what you were just saying, Kirst. Um, but I like I like the phrase that they came up with, intentionalism. Yeah, and that and I suppose that that's what we <laughs> we would call our version of minimalism. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's where we're intentionalists. Yeah, and that's where <laughs> um, I think that 
in some seconds circles that pendulum has swung too far into we in the minimalist circles there it can be and like what that quote that I read out from Brooke is like that you're just switching keeping up with the Joneses to keeping up with the minimalist Joneses like mm-hmm. and again it comes back to designing your own life and not going well how do Kirsty and Amy do it I want to do it exactly like they do it or how does Joshua Becker or Brooke McCallery or Courtney Carver or you know the minimalists or anybody in this space like it's not about copying anybody else it's not keeping mm-hmm. up with the Faroujas and the Ravels it's about designing your own life and figuring out what you want your life to look like and designing your life around that and if minimalism mm. is part of that or if intentionalism is part of that then so be it and th- I mean that like you know, it's our podcast. We can tell you what we think and we can tell you what we think is best for you. (laughs) (laughs) And intentionalism, though, is always best for you. Whether you're a maximalist or a minimalist, intentionalism is key to your gratitude, satisfaction, achieving what you want from life and general happiness, I would argue. Exactly. Because you're designing, we're encouraging people to design their own life and how do you design your own life without being intentional about that? Mm. Like you, you end, you're ending you up. Can't. Yeah, because you're, then you're ending up following other people's pathways mm. and designing somebody else's life. And that's that whole, like, who am I? Who, who am I aspiring? Am I, is this purchase or am I keeping this because I aspire to be this type of person? Or is this really who I am and who I, or who, and who I, am actually becoming, you know, like, Mm, you know, mm. am I keeping this craft because I actually love, you know, like Amy, do you keep all your colouring in books because you actually enjoy doing colouring in? Yes, that's not aspirational, Amy. Like, yeah. whereas me keeping colouring in books is aspirational, Kirsty, because it doesn't Mm. bring me it's not a mindful. You're not actually doing it. it. I, I don't enjoy it. So, whereas if I keep them, it's me going. Well, I should be more mindful. I should be more like Amy. I should enjoy it. I should do this <laughs> and should belong nowhere. Like I hate hate that word with such a passion. And I think that should have no and uh, not a word that uh, aligns with the word intentionalism. <laughs> so true (laughs) well I think minimalism at its core is also about creating margin yeah and I can't remember it was Andy Stanley so he's a guy in the states and he did a whole um series on it was I think it was literally just called margin but it was like what does margin look like in your calendar what does margin look like in your finances And what does margin look like in your capacity? Because it allows then you to say yes to things that you want to say yes to without constantly feeling like I'm so busy, I'm so overwhelmed, I've got too much on, we can't afford that. Margin gives you freedom. And I I really, really, really like the concept of margin when it comes to minimalism. And that's where things can get tricky because you have different personalities in your family makeup potentially that margin looks different for 
everybody. Like you and I in our business relationship have very different margins. And so sorry. No, there's sorry, not sorry. It makes our business better because of it. And it makes this podcast better because of it. It's just acknowledging that it's having that mindfulness that actually we're very different people and we have different yeah. margins and we have different capacities Absolutely. and we different have different families. Yeah. Everything about us is different apart from our love of intentionalism. Mm. <laughs> Anything else about minimalism? I think that this is a great starting conversation, starting off point mm. for people in our community and our listeners to be thinking about what does what does intentionalism look like in your life and, you know, what does designing your own life look like and you are powerful and strong and you don't have to be reliant on somebody else or culture or society to be designing your life for you and we are always here to cheer you on in that intentionalism. We sure are. I thought it would be kind of fun to share a, I won't share the whole of this review, but in the theme of minimalism, usually we receive five-star reviews on our pod, on Apple podcasts and people share lovely reviews <laughs> when they're reviewing our podcast. So in the, in Somebody the, decided. In the, so in, <laughs> we're being very transparent in today's and very vulnerable in today's episode, clearly, because I know where you are heading with this. So let's be vulnerable you know what? and transparent. We could have just, we could have just hidden it in amongst all the good reviews, but we thought, you know what, it's not very often that we get a one-star review and so I thought it would be fun. It's a quite a long review of all the things they don't like about us. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why you kept listening, person. Or why I you won't say wrote who a it review. Is. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's an investment in time into a podcast that you clearly hate. <laughs> These so then we then we'll come back to a nice review. But this review <laughs> was a one-star review. And it's an Australian person that says these are the things they say we are. We're irritating immature, annoying, <laughs> they laugh at themselves, the topics are old hat, they don't have any new information, they are boring, they're a turn-off. <laughs> These are all the adjectives that somebody used to describe our podcast. So the best way to combat one-star reviews is for you to jump on and leave us a really nice review and tell us that we're not all those things. <laughs> or if you, you know, if you want to hear your review read out, feel free to leave a one-star review and you might hear it in upcoming episodes. Although, but then I would have to actually keep listening know, if you're leaving a one-star why... review. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. Well, how about if I thought we could read a five-star review because we get a lot more of those Go for than a one-star review. So this is from Gladstone, Queensland, left on Apple Podcasts, left a couple of days ago, and it's a five-star review titled Thank You. They say, I'm based in regional Queensland and this podcast has been a terrific tool for me since 2017 as I've been raising two babies. Yay for long-term listeners. It has taught me how to organise each room and space in our home in a realistic us way and to be really conscious of how much stuff we bring and allow into our homes in the first place. Listening along now helps me with maintenance and inspires me to teach my children how to do these things for themselves. This school holidays, my six-year-old helped me declutter the laundry space and told me what systems and boxes should things should be stored in to help him and his siblings do their thing 
and nearly cried with happiness. The little things matter. This podcast is one of those things where if you actually do what these ladies tell you, (laughs) you and your family will live with more freedom. Totally worth subscribing. Or you just might get annoyed at us and that's okay too. (laughs) Each to their own. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. We do this love getting good reviews. We do. It's so lovely. And it really helps other people find us too. This week, we want you to leave a review if you are in a regional or rural location. So if you're outside of a capital city, this week is your week based on our regional Queensland person from Gladstone that's left the review. So no matter what country you're in, if you're outside of the metropolitan, we want to hear from you this week. Just jump into Apple Podcasts, rate and review us, leave a five-star review and let us know what you enjoy and you will hear it read out in an upcoming episode. So we hope that this conversation has entertained you, not irritated you and not frustrated you. And we can't wait to hear your story of minimalism, your story of being intentional um, over in our Facebook group and anywhere you would like to share it with us. We would love to hear it. We can't wait to continue to cheer you on. Have a great week. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.